if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning and welcome to AM 1420, The Answer. This is Rob Walgate sitting in the chair for Bob France this morning on this free-for-all Friday. Looking forward to having a lot of fun over the next two hours. I have pages and pages of notes, things to talk about, discuss. I know Bob did a great job yesterday talking about the Supreme Court, uh, what the Democrats are trying to do in regards to expanding the court adding more justices. As we know, that's, that's something that has been discussed in the past, and we can get into all that. I want to talk about um, Jim Jordan and the, I don't know if I would say it was the discussion he had with Dr. Fauci. I think he kind of gave Dr. Fauci a lecture, probably a much well-deserved lecture, uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill. And we have it's so much more to talk about from redistricting, the census, but I also want to hear from the listeners, because I know that's what Bob does on Free For All Friday. So I want you to join in the program by calling 216-901-0945. We'll get you and your thoughts on the air. And uh, it's always an honor when I have the opportunity to sit in the chair for Bob. And last time, a few weeks ago when I was here, one thing I neglected, I dropped the ball, is we didn't start the show appropriately the way that Bob has been starting it with the pledge and and when josh and i talked this morning i said listen i can mess a lot of things up i'll probably spill my coffee i may break the call screen marcy may be yelling at me but we can't forget the pledge this morning so we're going to get right to that right now i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What a way to start. Can you ask for anything more from The Rock? I know, I'm sure. My niece and my nephew, Jordan and Kendall, are happy to hear that. Big WWE fans, so they would be happy with The Rock. The Rock, someone who has um, kicked around the thought of having political aspirations as if we don't have enough issue in this country with putting celebrities and people with different backgrounds in some of the highest elected offices in the land. But The Rock is someone that has uh, kicked that around, discussed it, said, hey, 
maybe he wants to make a run. Maybe maybe he wants to to get involved. And I'll tell you what, as we head to 2022, we're going to hear a lot more names pop up. We're going to hear a lot more things happen as it comes to the political structure and who is running. And and just a reminder, as we have the discussion today, uh, I I approach I'm approaching all this um, from the role that I have in my I'm using air quotes, full-time job, if you will, uh, at the American Policy Roundtable. We're a media research and education organization, and we deal with a lot of policy issues. We have a national radio program called the Public Square, and we approach things from a nonpartisan perspective. We find a way to make both R's and D's mad and I's. You, you name it, we've made them mad at some point. I've sued far more. I know some people are listening to the radio and screaming at it that, I'm a Republican shill, and I can tell you I'm a registered independent. Um, I've sued far more Republican governors than I have Democrat governors for a variety of reasons because I don't care what letters next to a person's name. I want you to uphold the Constitution, which you swore, to you, which you took an oath upon and swore to uphold. I want you to do what's best for the republic or for the state or the community in which you live and make decisions based upon that, not based upon um, any other alternate criteria or um, partisan rhetoric that you may think you're supposed to make. You're serving the people. Now, I, I'm not one to demean and say, you work for me, you work for me, you work for me. No, 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 no. I don't think that helps in the process. I think we can have conversations together, and it's, it's about service. And when we look back to the founding era, or when we look back, um, not don't even have to go that far back, but when we look at that service mindset of the intent, no one ever dreamed that there would be a career made out of it. No one ever dreamed that someone's best interest in life would be the ability to sit in office for years and years and years or to go into office broke and come out as a multimillionaire. I mean, I, I just don't think that was the expectation. But as we move towards 2022... We're going to hear a lot of talk and discussion regarding folks running all over the country. And Ohio is going to be a place to watch. Ohio is going to be a focal point. Now, I know one of the races that everyone is talking about will be the race for U.S. Rep. When you have incumbent Anthony Gonzalez, he'll be running to defend his seat against, um, it, it appears, Max Miller. They, some There was... Uh, Campaign information released on fundraising. Uh, the headline talks about the war chest, and right now Anthony Gonzalez has double what Max Miller has. All of that, it, it, right now, is it relevant? Is it not relevant? I mean, it's thrown in the air. We're, we're a year out, um, more than a year out from the primary, and here's here's the reason for that. Is we still don't have the census data. We can talk about all these congressional races, and Gonzalez v. Miller is going to be one in the Republican side of the primary, and there's plenty on the Democrats, but that's one that hits home. People need to understand we don't even know what congressional district they're going to be running for. This is the year that the census data is turned in from being collected last year, and boundaries are going to be redrawn. Ohio, unfortunately, most likely will lose representation in Washington, D.C. We have 16 members currently of the U.S. House. Based on population around the country, we are going to lose a seat and drop to 15. 
Now, why, how? I mean, just look around and see that because here's the important thing to remember. And this, this has created a lot of, uh, a lot of headache and a lot of misinformation. I'll put that there as well on how districts are drawn and why they're drawn. Districts are drawn for representation based upon population, not based upon citizens. So do you remember all the controversy? with President Trump when he wanted to put the citizenship question on the census. Should we know if someone living there is a citizen or not? Not to come get them, not to send ICE after them, not to deport them, although some would say that's not a bad idea, but not for that reason. But based on congressional representation, should congressional representation be based on strictly population or should it be based on citizens? Because I don't understand why states, some that are havens for uh, non-citizens, illegal immigrants, to run to and take up sanctuary and claim residence, why they should be rewarded with more representation in Washington, D.C. I personally think it should be based on citizens. And I think that would be... That, that's the most logical way to go about it, and then you're not rewarding any type of illegal activity. That being said, Ohio is going to most likely lose a seat because of the population growth in some southern states and elsewhere where they don't. It's not because of citizen growth in those states, although they have gained some citizens, it's because of population growth. And that's something we need to look at and something the president, President Trump tried to talk about in the last census. Um, and as far as the collection of the data, it should have been turned in by now. But listen, we've all used the excuse. We've all been able to use the excuse COVID. Anything, anything goes wrong. Car won't start COVID-19. What, what do you want COVID-19 to be the excuse for? Cause that's going to be the excuse for the next 10 years. COVID. That's a re- census data. We don't have it in. The federal government, I mean, listen, everyone listening to this program knows how efficient the federal government is at everything they do. COVID's the reason they weren't efficient this time. They would have had it done in, I mean, they don't ever mess anything up. They're from the government and they're there to help. And they always do it the right way, correct? So the reason it's not in is they're blaming COVID. It should have been in by the end of March. They're hoping to have it by September when it's given in September what needs to take place then as congressional district boundaries will be drawn? Whose district's going to be eliminated? How's it going to look? And remember, we've passed amendments in this state on how districts are to be drawn. So you're going to have a bipartisan commission that's going to draw districts and see if they come to an agreement. If they can't come to an agreement on how districts are to be drawn, those districts will only be in play for four years instead of 10, and then they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. So will they even get it done? And and we can scream about both parties messing this up. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, where I live, I live in Montville Township. Montville Township borders Medina. When someone asks where I live, I don't say Montville Township. I say I live in Medina. Medina has roughly 27,000 people. I think Montville Township has roughly 21,000 people. Or it's probably a little higher than that now. That being said... The Republicans, the last time they drew the maps in 2010, 2010 census, 2011, they split congressional representation between Montville and Medina. It's the same community. 
Why would you draw a line in the middle? Why would someone across the street have a... I understand those boundaries have to be drawn somewhere, but that's not a natural line. To divide a township and the city that it borders in that situation when those communities identify as one. So all the people screaming that it shouldn't be a nonpartisan commission or a bipartisan commission, it should be the people in charge, there's always going to be gerrymandering that takes place. I understand and get that, but when you look at the maps and the way they've been drawn, I don't see a lot of rhyme and reason in the past for the way they've been drawn by the Republicans. They're drawing maps for 16 congressional districts, about to be 15. We have 99 districts in our U, in our state house in the Ohio House of Representatives, and we have thirty three in our Ohio Senate. So for every three um, House districts, you have one Senate district, and that's how they're drawn. So the commission's going to get to work on that. They're going to get to work on that later than anticipated. Usually, Ohio's known for having a um, spring primary in twenty twenty two. I would not anticipate. I would not anticipate a spring primary. It's probably going to be bumped to early summer or even later. And there's going to be so much to talk about. A new article out today in the Toledo Blade uh, regarding the Ohio U.S. Senate race. Ohio is going to be a focal point. There's going to be so much money spent in this state. That's another thing we're going to get into later in the program. We're going to get into money. We're going to get into money as it relates to political campaigns. Should you be able to spend whatever you want? Because the, the press conference that was held yesterday by the Democrats, one of the things they stressed is one of the things they're mad about is a Supreme Court decision from 11 years ago, Citizens United, and that dealt with money and politics. I hope you'll join us after the break, 216-901-0945. You're listening to the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. Welcome back to the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer, Rob Walgate. Sitting in for Bob on this Friday morning, 216-901-0945. If you want to join us for this free-for-all Friday. And Josh, uh, working the dials through the window. Uh, We ready to have some fun, I guess, for the next couple hours this morning? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Late, <laughs> late night for you. I know we're yeah. ready to roll. You get, you got that coffee flowing now, though, right? Right, yeah. I, I'm still about halfway to the desired level of caffeination, but we'll get there. Well, yeah, yeah no problem. We'll get there. We'll get there together. Yep. And uh, appreciate you and making sure that I stay inside the rails this morning. It's going to take a little work on your part, but thanks for that. We mentioned uh, the press conference that was held yesterday in Washington and there's not many times I'm at a loss for words, but watching that press conference with um, Jerry Nadler and Ed Markey and Hank Johnson and Mondaire Jones and hearing the things that they were saying regarding the Supreme Court of the United States in the words they used, the rhetoric they used, the revisionist history... um, it's concerning because some folks think that they were telling the truth. That's the concerning part. That's the part that you have to look at and dissect and understand. But in this year of 2021, 
everything seems to be a headline. Everything seems to, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. And they're looking for anything that'll bleed. And that's what they want. They want to use those words that'll grab people's attentions that are so inflammatory. And it doesn't matter if they have substance to back it up. None of that matters because they'll get you paying attention and they will get you to repeat those talking points or at least discuss those talking points. And many people have zero clue on how to defend anything they're saying. And, and I think, oh, I, I would love to see a committee hearing where Jerry Nadler had to sit in front of a committee and defend the proposal on expansion of the Supreme Court. Now, listen, it, it's not going to happen. It was all for show, uh, at least right now. The Democrats, the way it looks is they know that they have a year window to put out everything that they can, as radical as they can, to get people's attention. There is, I don't think there's any chance that they're going to allow anyone in their party in the near future to go on the record and vote for that. It's simple to send out Jerry Nadler. It's simple to send out Hank Johnson. They're in safe districts. They're going to win re-election no matter who they're running against. They're okay to take a stand on the issue of the expansion of the court. They're not going to let anyone in a swing district or anyone that's vulnerable, and they know darn well that history tells us that there probably will be a change in the House after the 2022 election, possibly even the Senate, and they do not want to put those folks on the record as voting for an expansion of the court because when you read their words or you hear their words, and I say read their words because I am looking at a transcript of yesterday's press conference because you can watch it and you can listen to it, but sometimes it it just, I'm, I'm a fan of watching and listening, but then I need to go back and read because when you see the words on paper and you're able to circle and highlight and Huge shout-out and thanks to Melanie Elzey of the American Policy Roundtable, our national legislative director, because she does a lot of that for us. Um, and I'm looking at her notes right now. I'm looking. Um, you know, when Mondaire Jones says, I wish we didn't have a far-right Supreme Court majority that is hostile to democracy itself. Hostile. What What does that mean? What does that mean? He's talking about the Supreme Court that refused to take up cases when there was questions about certain states not following their state constitution when it comes to voting in 2020. They changed the rules. States changed the rules because they claimed we were in the middle of a pandemic. No one's denying that the virus isn't real. No one's saying that. But what people are saying is, are constitutions supposed to be suspended? In times of a pandemic, isn't it that make it even more important to say, listen, we're going to follow this at all times. In times of crises, we need to have some rules to play by. That's not when you throw the rules out the window. So talking about a Supreme Court that is hostile to democracy itself, those are talking points. Those are inflammatory words just set to fire people up. And I'll tell you this, too, and both sides do this. 
There were fundraising emails sent out regarding that press conference yesterday. Both sides raising money. One side saying, hey, we need more seats to defeat, in the words of Representative Mondaire Jones, a far-right Supreme Court majority. The other side sending, saying they need to protect the court. Join us after the break, 216-901-0945. You're listening to the Bob France Authority on 820 The Answer. for Bob? A comment? A complaint? Hit up the authority message line. Call 216-525-1806 and make your voice heard. That's 216-525-1806. Call the authority message line. Welcome back. It's AM 1420 The Answer. Rob Walgate sitting in for Bob France on this Friday morning. Free- that baffles my mind. And now we're talking about vaccines that are being pulled because of... Uh, one in a million and blood clots. In a, why didn't we have that same criteria when it came to shutting down businesses? Why didn't we have that same criteria when it came to educating our children? I see the phone lines. We have some callers at 216-901-0945. After the break, we're going to take your phone calls on AM 1420, The Answer. Welcome back to the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer on this free for all Friday, Rob Walgate sitting in for Bob. And uh, we're going to go to the phone lines. Your calls right now. We're going to go to Vince in Westlake. Good morning, Vince. Good morning, Rob. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Great, great. It's great to hear you. Uh, glad Bob's got some of your caliber sitting in for him when he's not able to do it. Uh, Really love your work at the American Policy Roundtable, and uh, God bless you for doing it. Thank um, you, Vince. Thank you. What I want to get to right away is, you know, to that end, what do we do? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you mentioned Amy Acton, DeWine, what the uh, actions that they took when this pandemic came down, the orders that they tried to execute, how they ran end around to do whatever they wanted to do to implement their power over all of us. I, I personally feel that both of them should be removed from office and, you know, and tried, to be honest with you, because this is getting to the point now where, like you said, people are just getting run over. But yet, like you said, the scary thing about this is how everybody has just laid down and taken it. Right. Nobody's fighting back. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I want to know how many people are calling their congressmen, their, their senators, their their uh, representatives and saying this is enough, right? This yeah. is enough. No, I'm with I'm with you, Vince. Couple, a couple thoughts on that. One is we have to do a better job at, as Ohioans and as people around the country, understanding and knowing the people we elect in the state house and in the state senate. Our 99 state reps, our 33 state senators. We have to be engaged and involved. And, and the reason I say that is sometimes 
We get distracted by what happens in Washington, D.C. We let that become the distraction while there are people that are in our backyard making decisions every single day that impact us, whether it's county commissioners, township trustees, state reps, state senators. Listen, we got to do a better job of making sure good people are in office. The other thing is we have to be willing to make that sacrifice ourselves or at least talk to our neighbors about it and say, listen, uh, I hope all of you will make the mistake of praying about whether you should run for public office or not because we need more people that are willing to step up and serve. I know it's not fun. I know it's not always going to be easy, but we need more good people because if people don't understand the Constitution, and I got a text uh, during the break about folks saying, well, it's not being taught to our young people in schools, and they're exactly right. We have to do a better job as parents in helping raise and educate our children. We can't always depend on the schools to do it. We have to let them understand and know the process. And when it comes to you know the thought of um, Amy Acton and Mike DeWine and the damage that was done to the state of Ohio by their decisions, let's just look at their words. Let's look at their words from the beginning. Their words from the beginning were, we need to protect everyone because we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals. And Mike DeWine went from saying we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals, we don't want to run out of ventilators, even though they build out hospitals, they did all that stuff, to now the goalposts are no one can get sick ever again. That's the rule now. No one can get sick ever again. And the thought, and I know I'm getting a little fired up, and again, I'm attacking this from an independent perspective, um, but the thought that no one can get sick ever again, but yet kids at Ohio State are being tested multiple times a week or even every week, that's asinine. If a kid's not showing symptoms, why are we testing all these people, especially people that have had the virus or had the vaccine? That makes zero sense because then when it pops a positive for some reason, we're saying, oh, that that can't happen. So, Vince, I'm in agreement with you. We have to be engaged. We have to be involved. We didn't get here overnight, and we're not going to get out of overnight. It's going to take a little bit of effort and work. So thanks, my friend, for the call. We're going to go to Jim in West Park. Jim, good morning. Welcome to the program. Jim, are you there? I'm looking at Josh, staring at Josh. I hit the correct button, so sorry about that. All right, um, but to highlight and jump on Vince's point, I think he talked about the fact that in the beginning, and listen, in the beginning, I was, I think everyone, just the unknown. What's going to happen? What does it look like? What does this virus mean? When it was the the, the beginning of March or the middle of March, you looked around and said, I'm not sure what's going to take place. Everyone was willing to tread with caution. But when that happened and we started handing over all our rights and all our liberties, and I I mean, for me, the fact that the government was trying to tell you stay home on Easter Sunday, you can't go to church on Easter Sunday. We don't want you to be in church. We encourage you to stay home. I mean, just look at the words that Mike DeWine has said for the past 14 months. Go back to July. If we just wear the mask for four to six weeks, We'll flatten the curve. We're on day, what is this? I think this is day like, we're close to like 417 of our 15 days to flatten the curve. That's where we're at. I'm trying to smile. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to, to do that, but it, it just, uh, I don't want to sound down, discouraging and depressing. I'm trying to say we got to fight back a little bit. 
has got a bit a little bit of mojo with us. We have to be willing to put people in place in elected office that are willing to stand up for constitutional rights. I had someone tell me, well, Rob, they're not infringing on constitutional rights because they're telling everyone they can't go to church. I said, what? Do you understand what the First Amendment means? They said, well, they're telling Jews and Muslims and Christians all they have to stay home. I said, listen, that doesn't mean they can infringe on everyone's rights. Do you understand the Constitution is an agreement? Do you understand the individuality of it? how liberties are granted. They don't come from government. Read the founding documents. Read the Declaration. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their power, their authority from the consent of the governed. That's us. That's where they get it from. But if you listen to those words... Rights don't come from government. They come from Almighty God. That's where they come from. You have to read those words. You have to understand those because if we think that we are going to get rights from man, if we're depending on man to define good and evil, where does that come from? Who gets to decide? The person we put in office today? Is that who gets to decide? what a good law is and a bad law is, if we're not looking and understanding where our individual liberties come from ultimately? That's the question. Because if that's the case, then our rights are going to change every single election cycle. And that wasn't the intent. Your rights are secured, whether there's a Republican, whether there's a Democrat, whether there's an Independent. But the problem is, If someone's willing to take those rights and everyone lays down and allows them and says, okay, we're going to let you do that because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And folks, remember, we're talking about COVID-19. If we were talking about Ebola, I think everyone's tune would be different. The Ohio Department of Health wouldn't have spent tens of millions of dollars on advertising to try and scare people. They would have been scared on their own. Because they wouldn't want to mess with, with Ebola. They understand that. 216-901-0945. We are going to get to more of your calls after the break. You're listening to the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. 